and we're off. Welcome everybody to the monthly movie dispatch, the movie review show where friends with friend from friends you can trust. Every week we broadcast a review of a new film, talk about some news, recommend what to watch. Uh, we've been talking, critiquing, and gushing over movies since we were young, and we aim to bring you an honest conversation about relevant cinema. Um, I have I'm Derek. Hi everybody. I got Nick over here. What's up? Um, today we are going to talk about Br uh, Bad Trip. In my head, I was going to say Brad Pitt for some reason. That sounds similar to Bad Trip. Man, uh, imagine if Brad Pitt was in this movie, Bad Trip. <laughs> that would be... I don't think it'd be the same movie. Yeah, a little bit also, of Also, I don't power. think they'd be able to pull it off. They'd need a lot of makeup. Right. Like, uh, do you remember in... This is off topic, but... Uh, <laughs> Andy, Andy Circus in The Long Shot. It's just like this completely unrecognizable for no reason at all. But he's just like, do you remember that? Long Shot, the Seth Rogen Charlie yeah. Theron movie. Right. Yeah. He. Uh, I. I think so. I'm. I'm kind of blanking. I think I might be mistaking him in my head. Of. He's in that, but he's also in like Black Panther. Right. 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 I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but in the long shot, he just like it's an unnecessarily unnecessary amount of makeup to completely disguise himself. And like the director was like, okay. we never asked him to do that. He just showed up like that. Oh wow! But, yeah, um, that's why I imagine bad Brad Brad Pitt in Bad Trip would be like. Anyways, so uh, Bad Trip is kind of a unique this whole episode kind of... we're just gonna be saying brad trip like, <laughs> it's I swear so confusing brad trip Brad trip bad trip um yeah so i just want to talk about kind of this genre of movies that this film exists in because it's kind of a it's been around for a while but it's kind of a weird unique kind of thing where it's kind of uh it's like a structured improv but like also involving you know bystanders in the story and the storytelling right i mean it's like it's like a prank show right yeah, i mean right. uh yeah. like from what i remember like jackass and um impractical jokers like those are prank shows that were turned into movies right um the eric andre show wasn't a prank show necessarily but right. they took like that format and they they turned it into into a movie yeah can you think of any movies like this before Jackass? Um, you know, I was trying to think back. I mean, Jackass was like what the early two thousands, so, even nineties maybe. I I can't remember. Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of Jackass. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't know. There's like you know mockumentaries and stuff. I don't know if they ever dabbled in this kind of. Like I assume some of them probably did. Just like is a cheap means to get a, a shot you know just like do some stuff for real have like characters out there but i never saw like um this is spinal tap and stuff like that so i don't know if they ever really broke into that kind of thing but yeah i mean spinal tap was very much like a mockumentary like the office or whatnot you know so oh, all okay. the so guest movies like they're very scripted like right. these are like borderline scripted like there's a there's a thread of a story but um it's mostly about like the reactions of the people that they're kind of surprising, you know, right. um, uh, wasn't there a show around the time that like America's Funniest Home Videos was around where they're like a prank show. 
maybe I'm thinking of the Jamie Kennedy experience, oh, yeah. but yeah, I guess that's I feel like kinda... there was. There was one, I think it was like a British show, it was on Comedy Central, called Trigger Happy. Okay. And that was kind of the similar thing. It was like guys going around doing these not very elaborate, but pranks on the public and filming their reactions and stuff. But um, what, What's your take on these kind of movies? Like, uh, were you a fan of, uh, I mean, Jackass the Show or Jackass the Movie? Yes, so I... I liked all of them, honestly. I wasn't a huge fan of the show of Jackass, but the movies, when they actually were willing, to, when they, like, you know, had the funds and stuff. Sorry, I'm going to turn off my fan. I just realized it's a, uh, When they had the funds to, like, pull off bigger, elaborate pranks, like, I love that stuff. And they yeah. kind of were able to do things that, um, you know, some of them are really, really funny, but then on the other side of Jackass is they have things, like, things you'd just never be able to see before, you know, like... Uh, what happens if you're just like playing behind a jet engine, like with that amount of force flying at you, you know, that kind of stuff. I liked a lot. Um, it wasn't so much into the like pain just for the joke of it, you know, but yeah. the more elaborate stuff that they got into was a lot funner. I thought I, I did. I enjoyed that aspect of those movies a lot. Totally. You, you've seen all of them, like even like Jackass 3D, wasn't wasn't mm-hmm. that one of them? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think I saw that yeah. in theaters. In 3D, I think. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like I said, I wasn't really a fan of Jackass. I I don't I don't know what it was. I think I might just be like stereotyped against it or something. Like I yeah. like have a block. It might be an unfair block, but for whatever right. reason, I was like, ah, Jackass, that's not for me. Yeah. But. You know, I haven't really given it a chance since. And, you know, me, like, I'm a huge fan of Impractical Jokers. Right. Like, I think those guys are freaking hilarious. Yeah. Um, so I don't really know why I like... I think it might be the gross part of it, you know? It might be the, like, the pain or the, like, the shock value. Yeah. I never felt like Impractical Jokers, they're, they're trying to, like, shock you. They're just trying to, like, make you uncomfortable or, like, right. just do funny bits. Yeah, for sure. What about like Borat? Where do you stand on oh, Borat? Oh yeah, Borat. Borat. Or just any I of the like Sasha Baron Cohen stuff, right, I guess. Really, right? I like I like those. Don't don't get me wrong. I like those. I kind of forgot that he was part of this whole thing. And yeah, I mean, you know, we talked about Borat last year, and um, I think all of us were like not as into the movie as um, a lot of the, the rest of the general public was. But mm. I mean, I definitely laughed a lot, and I. I liked the Ali G show quite a bit back in its heyday. And, uh, you know, I, I find it thoroughly impressive that he's able to do those things. Yeah. So, you know, I respect this, you yeah. know what I mean? Like I respect this kind of show for sure. Uh, my, my question that I was talking to Shannon about this last night, like we were talking about like our star rating for bad trip. Yeah. And like, I, I wonder what the ceiling is for these movies, you know, like, I, you know, we're watching. I think I think Shannon was going to give it three and a half, and mm-hmm. I, was, she was like, "I don't know if I could give you know a, any movie like this four stars." Right. And I was like, "I mean, there's got to be a four star version of this type of movie out there. In fact, maybe there's a five star version of it where it's like transcendent. Right. You know, like your mind is just like blown in right. like a really meaningful and special way, but." I don't know what that is, and I don't know if it ex- it is exists or could exist. What about what do you think? Would you consider like 
this is, this kind of leads into that question, but uh, the dirties, do you consider that like in this genre? Because I know they filmed a lot of it in a similar way with like, you know, all the kids and stuff you see don't necessarily know they're actually making a movie. So you have like kids just come up and stare at him in the middle of a scene and stuff like that. But I guess yeah. it's a little different because I think like the big, um, you know, the big moments were all kind of everyone was in on it you know everyone knew right i mean they would have had to have scripted out for those of you don't know the dirties is a pretty indie movie right i mean like they yeah they were pretty young when they made it and it's like they were like film students at their high school and they were being bullied and then they like were going to make a movie about a school shooting but then one of them took it too seriously and kind of you know lost he went over the deep end with it but yeah, I, I honestly, like, I didn't realize when I watched it, I think, like, now that I'm thinking about it, like, I don't know if I knew um, what went into it. You know, like, uh, I don't yeah. know if I knew that they hadn't planned that whole thing out. You know, uh, so, like, I see. that's a surprise to me. That, oh. uh, yeah, from what that, I, like, they, like, you know, Kevin Smith, like, uh, got their movie distributed, and so he had them on his podcast, and they had mentioned that they, they were enrolled as far as all the other students knew they were enrolled in that school and they were students at that school and they were just like filming stuff and um so like there's literally like a scene where a kid just walks up in the middle of them while they're having a dialogue and he's just like an awkward high schooler just like staring at him for no reason yeah <laughs> and they both just like look at him and then he walks away but yeah. um but i know like there's yeah. no way they could have filmed like you know the ending and stuff without people knowing what was going on and stuff right unless they want to seriously traumatize people right. <laughs> yeah. but um but, yeah but yeah, i would that, say that, like that's if, really interesting if that like counts i would say something along those lines if you could like pull something off like that for real and uh i mean not specifically that topic but something that actually has like a good or like some sort of a message or some sort of a you know yeah. that's trying to say something i mean i you know, people are pretty insistent that Borat was really trying to say something. I don't really know that it was, but um, I, I think Sasha Baron Cohen is probably trying to get, you know, he's probably trying to say something with his stuff. Um, but it just kind of, I don't know. It's really, it's, it's like almost impossible. I don't know. I, I feel like maybe Borat won or um, Bruno is probably like about as good as you're going to get with this kind of stuff. Like just Especially genuine... when it's a comedy, I guess. You know, the dirties yeah. wasn't a comedy. That's it was true. very much drama. So and it's like the prank show element part of it too, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um how are they how would you make that transcendent? So yeah. maybe there is a ceiling to the, you know, prank show element of it all. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe someone has an idea out there that could make this a five star kind of product. Or yeah. maybe someone considers Jackass a five star kind of thing. Right. I I don't know, but it's, it is interesting to think about, you know? Um, yeah. I feel like part of it's probably how much you buy into it as well. You know, like how yeah, much it true. like gets you, you know what I mean? Or like, hey, if you're like, you know, there's probably some people that are just constantly nonstop laughter from start to finish and bad trip, you know? And yeah. uh, I mean, if that's what you're going for in a comedy, like that's, you know, that's a five-star comedy. If you're just like hurting at the end of it, you've been laughing so hard. So you never know. For sure. Yeah. But um, let's move into the review for Bad Trip. Cool. Let's do it. Uh, it's directed by Kitao Sakurai. 
uh, stars Eric Andre, Lil Rel Howery, and Tiffany Haddish. And the plot uh, that kind of strings together all the pranks is two friends embark on a road trip full of funny pranks that pull real people into mayhem. I guess that's not really the plot. But the plot is he's trying to win over, like, or he, he's, all, they're all, they go on a road trip for him to, like, ask the girl of his dreams out because he saw her one day. And that's it. Yeah. That's the reason. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. saw her one day and then he was like let's go on a road trip to new york city so i can yeah fall in love with this girl yeah it part of it feels like it's kind of poking fun at that like whole trope of like the road trip movie you know it's like it almost feels like they intentionally chose like the most hollowest reason to go on a road trip yeah because that's how those movies are also they just have like yeah no for sure i definitely read a review that was like talking about all of that stuff like like this movie is a deconstruction of the road trip movie <laughs> rom-com type thing. And yeah, you can do a lot of detail about how they like really like exposed all the cliches of this movie. And yeah, I don't, I didn't, I didn't see that when I watched this, mm. I just thought it was like a funny haha, and they just, all they needed was a simple plot. Right. But um, some people are reading the movie that way. Yeah. I mean, I definitely felt that, um, like sarcasm you know in a lot of it and you know especially with like the you know the dance number that breaks out and stuff and like <laughs> i don't know i i felt like they they did a good job kind of spoofing it as much as they could while doing these pranks you know like it, i i would say that the movie is like a spoof of the road trip movie um as far as the story that they put forward is you know uh, outside yeah. of the pranks um but yeah, it's kind of, I thought this, I used to go over my initial thoughts about the movie. Um, I thought it was very on brand for Eric Andre. I've lots, watched a lot of his show and, um, you know, his, he has his like remote segments where he's not on, in the studio and he's out on the street and stuff. And they're very much in the same vein of doing like unthinkable, shocking things in front of people to see how they'll react. And usually it's like the more uh so like social danger he puts himself in the better like that's kind of what he's aiming for not not necessarily like violence as much but more like what can i do that will make people so mad they'll attack me kind of thing you know and um so yeah i felt that this movie kind of nailed that but in a more digestible way his show's pretty off-putting a lot of times unless you're like specifically there for what he does you know i think this movie is yeah. a lot more accessible they kind of tone it down yeah. a bit which is pretty For shocking sure. honestly when you watch this movie <laughs> this is the toned down eric andre yeah it's shocking that the movie isn't as shocking as you would expect it to be right but i agree i think that's a good thing you know yeah. personally i no, mean the show's sure. great the show is very funny but like it's it can be very insane you yeah. know just like bombastic and yeah. You know, when when I was turning on with my wife, you know, she was kind of like nervous going into it, just being like, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen with Eric Andre. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to enjoy this. And like after the first scene and seeing how it wasn't too much, mm -hmm. like she was on board. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the, the first scene, he, there's a vacuum cleaner and his clothes get ripped <laughs> off. And it's just like, it's kind of innocent if you think right. about it. Like yeah. that's like an innocent sort of joke. And it's, but it is very funny the way they play it. So 
Yeah. It, it brings you in instead of like pushes you away. Yeah. It kind of felt like just watching this movie. It's like, man, he's like grown up. Like he's <laughs> he's calmed down a little bit, and he's still funny. He's able to like do funny stuff without uh, just going balls to wall, disgusting, like gross stuff. You know. Yeah. Um, I wonder but... if that was him or like the budget. You know, <laughs> yeah, the people like you know? yeah. Well, and I noticed like I haven't read anything into like the making of this movie. I don't know like why. I was kind of surprised that they didn't get like Hannibal Buress. Instead, they got Lil Rel Howery, which, which I think he was great. He was like a great straight man for this, you know, to be with Eric Andre in this. Uh, yeah. Maybe that. Maybe you know Hannibal's a little crazy on the show too, so maybe it just wouldn't quite work as well as a film. But um, um, maybe Hannibal would be too recognizable. I mean, that's kind of what I was thinking too. Yeah. I, I mean, know. Tiffany Hash is super famous at this point, well, too. But yeah, there were scenes where they decked her out in makeup. You know, yeah. like, they were definitely trying to play down her appearance. For sure. And she, like, you know, really nailed that character, I think, really well. So when she barges into a room, no one's thinking, like, is that Tiffany Hash? Everyone's like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Stay away from this bad bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, her her car is called Bad Bitch. Yeah, like yeah. it's a giant pink car that says Bad <laughs> Bitch all over it. Yeah. I'm not trying to use the word bitch in a derogatory way. I'm just no. It's, it's a joke a, from the movie. It's a big yeah. It's the plot point of the film. She's after her car that says Bad Bitch on it. And, um, yeah, she loves that car. But you know, I thought for the most part, like everything worked really well in the mo- the movie. I liked. I thought they did a good job at keeping the story simple enough that we were able to like follow along with it and not get bored with it while they ran and they, you know, it worked great as a connection for all the gags. It wasn't like, um, you know, I compare this to the impractical jokers movie cause that didn't really work for me at all. And, uh, I think they were trying to be maybe like too funny with the premise or something. Like they were just going too far with it. Uh, whereas this like kind of, you know, keeping it just like a simple rom-com, uh, just kind of tease, making fun of it a little bit here and there, but just using it as like a, you know, it's barely, it's barely a part of the movie. It's like the beginning and the end, but the rest of it's just kind of filler. And so I think that is how you, you do that kind of story with, or this kind of movie, you know? Yeah, I agree completely, Derek. Um, I actually said that while we were watching it, where I was like, this just, what they're doing in Bad Trip just works like it's a simple enough story and then the gags and the gags went along with the story well enough yeah. where like i think back to the impractical jokers and like I, I i remember feeling like it was basically one long episode that mm-hmm. had a story that didn't fit into the jokes that they were doing right yeah you know like i'm and i remember the jokes being pretty funny but even now like i i can't tell you what the plot was right are they gonna go to a kiss concert or something i i honestly yeah, can't I don't really that. know so, <laughs> it um, was, yeah kind of um, disappointing yeah but i mean yeah i thought they did a great job with this and um you know they they lucked out i'm guessing you know based off like the end credits and stuff it looks like they probably filmed some of these gags multiple times but like they got some great like side characters out of the bystanders they get pulled into these gags and um, I was just, I was pretty impressed. Like <laughs> every time a, 
bystander would step up into a situation you're just like wow like yeah it's so surprising you yeah you know you don't imagine people like willingly be so like involved and and also helpful like everyone's right. just trying to help him through everything that's going on <laughs> there's like there's like subtext in this movie about how people come together to help out other people yeah you know there's there are so many examples in this movie where people would step up and just like be a supportive and helpful person mm -hmm. and it's like it's especially like in this age of post-COVID or mid-pandemic where like, I don't know about you, but like I've lost faith in a lot of people seeing yeah. this kind of movie and seeing how people are just like stepping up to like, you know, help out strangers. It was kind of like life affirming a little bit. Yeah. I don't want you to get like all like philosophical about the silly Eric Andre movie, but right. man, there were some like really like cool and helpful people in there. Yeah. Um, like there was, there was that nurse like, there's a scene where he gets drunk and he falls off of... I don't even know what he fell off of. It was like... It was like the top of a bar inside. Yeah. It was like giant top, country top bar. bar. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> he fell through a table. I mean, it was like the most wrestling moment you could have. <laughs> and a nurse immediately stepped up and was like, okay, we need to check his vitals <laughs> right now. And then he started throwing up. And it was, you know, it was the most unbelievable throw up. Yeah. Like, I... I loved it. I don't even usually love throw up <laughs> jokes, but like it was like spraying like the blood in Kill Bill just like yeah. out of his hands. And she's like dead serious, being like, if he's vomiting like that, then we need him to get him to a hospital right now. Yeah. And like, but then, you know, I, again, I, I'm glad you brought the end credits because I loved the end credits, how they like showed you like a peek behind the curtain mm -hmm. and like the how they revealed to these people how, uh, how you know how it was a joke and these people weren't upset they like that nurse was very much just like you dick you know yeah. like she was just like <laughs> laughing about it yeah. like i thought you were in danger you know and it's like you know it's nice it was like yeah. a nice like wholesome moment yeah i think there's and, only uh, one movie. only one moment in there that looked pretty sketchy which is when it's the scene where they have their like dick stuck in the uh in the chinese finger trap or whatever it's called right yeah, yeah. <laughs> they run into yeah. the barber shop <laughs> i'm assuming that wasn't scripted i don't know right so i actually read about this Derek. Oh, i read okay. about this so so apparently they went into the wrong barber shop <laughs> like they had they had another barber shop down the street that they were supposed to go into mm -hmm. that had like security and like had it all like planned out but like whatever in the craziness of the moment they went into the wrong barbershop and yeah that guy did not take it well he yeah. chased them out with a knife, with a knife. And all of that was legit that was a That's real thing crazy. I, I didn't go yeah. back to rewatch, but i'm i would bet like when they run out they're not like you know doing their like <laughs> uh, keep the dicks together thing like i think they're full-on sprinting out and he's chasing him with a knife yeah so you hear him he's just like oh fuck he has a knife and they just go right again <laughs> but uh yeah oh yeah. boy those guys yeah. yeah um yeah so overall i really liked it um I'm trying to think of like there's some stuff in there like this is just like the you know the the stuff i think you would run into when you're making this kind of movie like i'm i'm thinking of the big like car accident i don't know if we can i don't know if there's anything that's a spoiler in the movie but 
It's like uh Yeah, I mean the car accident is on the poster for the movie. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. um so Yeah, I mean I hear you, Derek. I mean like it's kinda of, this is one of those things where like you're gonna run into this with comedies where like we could spoil jokes. Right. But I don't know if the joke's good enough, then I don't know. Yeah. Probably laugh anyway. I think we're fine with this movie. So um, rough spoilers ahead, I guess. Yeah. But <laughs> but they have the big yeah. I guess it's probably their t- it's probably their biggest like part of the movie. Like they probably spent the most money on and stuff. So they have this big car accident, and um, I couldn't help but get really distracted in that scene because I'm just like, I thought I didn't realize until the car crash it like they do the second shot of the car like flying through the air and you see people like watching it and i was like oh they're like this is a stunt (laughs) i didn't realize that's what was happening and then i was kind of just like really distracted trying to like figure out like how how did they do that like and and it's kind of like weirdly edited and i'm i'm like there's no way eric andre and little rel howry were in the car when they smashed into another car at like 50 and flipped through the air and like <laughs> landed upside down. I mean, I mean, it, I I'm know. not going to say it's impossible, but I, I feel like they weren't in that car, but the way everyone acts like it, they must've done something to trick the people that watched it happen, you know, into, I don't know. Right. It I was mean, just kind of I, yeah, a weird I, scene I where know. I was like, I wonder how they. It seemed like everyone's reactions were genuine, and they have a little bit of in the post credits. So I think it was. I, I don't know how they did it. Like, if they did it for real and they were in there, like, holy crap. Like, that puts a lot more, like, way more respect on these guys for, like, <laughs> sitting through something like that. Like, that's a rough. That was a big flip and, like,. <laughs> That's like a real deal stuntman car accident, you know? Yeah, it was a very, very oh. big car accident. It was like multiple shots. I mean, yeah, for sure. And yeah, Derek, I mean, I don't know. Um, I don't know if they were in it or not. Um, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they were just because Eric Andre does seem like a madman. Right. <laughs> and I feel like they could stage the car well enough. Like in this day and age where, you know, stunts are very much a big thing yeah um they know how to do stunts safely like you know they could make some sort of harness or you know very safe padded seat or something where like eric andre you know you guys are going to be okay you know and yeah i don't know i just can't help but think like maybe maybe they did do it you know maybe they did flip the car and and then like you know part of it is just like that's how that's how intense it was but (laughs) i don't know you know i really don't know and um i mean that kind of leads me into like another question for you a little bit in that like like when you watch these type of types of movies do you try to like you know figure it out you know what's Mm -hmm. real and what's not yeah because like (laughs) yeah okay because i I was i was wondering because you know and shan does that you know and she's like trying to figure it out and you know, like there's a scene early on where uh, he's running through uh, houses, you know, and he like <laughs> runs through like a, a window, basically yeah. like, a sliding glass door. He like sprints through a sliding glass door and it like like glass flies everywhere. And he like runs out the front of the door and he's like, sorry about your window, yeah. you know, and then uh, and then the lady who's in the house, she's like freaked out. But she doesn't like she doesn't like freak the fuck out. 
You know yeah. what I mean? She like she like kind of calmly walks out the front door and hides. Right. For a second, you know, yeah. and then I mean, spoiler like they show it in the they show it in the post credit scene. Like she's like a hired cleaning lady, so clearly they like set it up ahead of time yeah. for her to be like just cleaning that house and. You know, then she just didn't know that someone was going to run through it. And it's not her house, so she's not going to freak the F out because, right. you know, it's, it's just like, it's not her window, I guess, you know. But, right. um, but yeah, you know, it's it's kind of, like, interesting, like, you know, watching it and trying to, like, you know, figure it out. And uh, are they tricking you? Like, what's real and what's not real? You know right. I mean? It's kind of like pro wrestling in that way, where, right. like, it kind of, like, toes the line of reality a bit. I think it's a lot of uh like getting real people into controlled environments that like you know the studio has set up so it's like we bring them into here and we control everything in here so we don't have to yeah you know worry about like damaging real property and stuff like that yeah i think i think you're right that's kind of what i I kept thinking was like well they probably hired like a company to like to do something in this location yeah but um yeah, I actually wanted to bring up uh, going back real quick to the um, to the car accident. Yeah. And speaking of like people that are helping out, there's a guy who like steps up to help oh, out. Yeah. And he was a guy who I was like watching him, and he was like, you know, trying to comfort um, both Eric Andre and um, and uh, his best friend, <laughs> um, yeah. little Ray Howley, and they're like, you know, he's trying to like basically like mediate them. Right. And uh, he's got a lot of charisma. Yeah. You know, and I'm watching it being like, is he an actor? Because if he's not an actor, he's like a really special human. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. He For was sure. like something else. Yeah. That whole scene. I, I really like that scene a lot, too, because like that's that like shows the commitment, I guess, that the, the actors have to like what they're doing, because like that's like the dramatic scene in the movie. You know, they're actually having like a real like argument but it's like in public pretty much and like they're trying to like keep that emotion going while like bystanders are getting involved and stuff and like that's like one of the most impressive things i think about this movie is how these actors can i mean there's tons of people that have the skill you know there's lots of shows that follow this kind of you know storytelling the way of storytelling but it's just like constantly i'm like god how are they not like reacting like to how these random bystanders are acting towards them because it's just so freaking funny or it's like you know i guess maybe it's easier when it's like a a guy that's like that who's being all nice to him and stuff they can just like focus on the story that they're trying to get through right there but um, yeah and i mean also just the fact that like eric andre like has no shame as well right. we're like like that's the other impressive yeah. bit of it is just how little shame he's willing to get on bus and just like yell and sing and do whatever. And he has like no hesitation about it. And the rest of the people on the bus are just like, who is this guy? What's going on? It's it's very impressive, especially like if you're a shy person or something, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah, for sure. Um, I really liked, probably the hardest i laughed i actually think i rewound it because it made me laugh so hard it was just like and there it's a it's such a small moment but he's like oh he had just seen his love like the love of his life for the first time she like gives him a card 
and then leaves and he's like reading it and everyone's like all like oh you know kind of for a moment and he just puts his hand in a blender and he's just like ah! Ah! just blood flying everywhere oh my that's gosh, how the scene so funny. Uh, yeah i i i really like the scene um when they're at the restaurant and yeah. uh it's like a diner type thing and tiffany has shows up looking for them mm-hmm. and she's like really intense just being like these guys stole my car and i'm going to kill them yeah. and she was like, like really intense about it and then she leaves and then they show up yeah and you know she had like pictures of them and pictures of the car and stuff that she's shown people and then the people in the restaurant are like oh she was just here and she's looking for you and she's going to kill you and they're like nah though i mean that that wasn't really her right yeah. and, and they're like no it was her and she's going to kill you and then uh then they leave and then she shows back up and there's one lady there who was like kind of the centerpiece of the scene and she gets so like into it invested you know? in the situation yeah, yeah. like she's going like yeah go get them go get them she's like cheering <laughs> tiffany hash on and then tiffany hash has like a staple gun and she's like she's like yeah snap 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 and this lady oh she's got a gun <laughs> she's just like so in the moment like yeah. i just love those pure genuine reactions from people and yeah. how like how you know just so much fun seeing people get like into it yeah. you know and uh react in a big way i like in that scene too they even leave like they they like left the audio on for a little bit longer like once they left and just just like some conversations that are like happening after they leave and they're like well, you know if, if she does she said she was gonna kill him so that's like an act of terrorism and stuff like that <laughs> totally <laughs> totally just yeah like that. that was really good um uh, I did want to ask you, um, yeah. were there any parts that went over the line for you? <laughs> um, you know, I don't think, not as far as, like, uh, what hit, what I would have expected. Um, okay. Like, the, you know, his show goes very far over the line, I feel like, pretty often. Um, and this one, you know, it has, like, some gross-out stuff. Like, the, the zoo was pretty gross. <laughs> um that's that's my scene honestly like that's my scene where i'm like i'm just like you don't need that you know it's just like number one it's like not believable you know i just i don't believe that gorilla would just like rape someone and then also the way they did it it was just like so over the top where like he's not just being raped by the gorilla he's like being like face effed by the gorilla it's like and then like the ejaculate like like you know it's just i don't know that to me was like okay that was kind of my line you know right and, uh but like i i didn't turn off the movie because of it or anything i'm, I'm not trying to be a prude or whatnot that it was just like the one thing where i was like okay that was that was a little over the line for me yeah but, okay i think that's like that's him dabbling into like where he likes to be i think he likes to be right on the line as much as possible you know and i think yeah. for how uh dialed back he was that was kind of like the one for him <laughs> he was able to he's like i want i don't want people to be happy i mean not that he doesn't want them to be happy but i guess like i don't want them to feel like any positive <laughs> thing about Feels what's safe. happening here yeah i want them to be horrified and uh yeah and the scene was just kind of weird too because um i guess like all of them kind of have like a 
momentum to them where like you know with the good-natured people like reacting in different ways and in that scene it's like people are like so mad at him afterwards you know it's like a weird i don't know it's just like the whole thing just feels so sour um like visually it's horrifying but then like the people are like mad at him afterwards too like the bystanders are like mad at him for going in there and stuff like that like they're berating him for (laughs) for that happening to him but they did uh, show some of the people in the end credits and they they were like okay with it i mean yeah no for sure maybe they didn't show people who would be upset but i don't know right they seem to make amends with those people yeah i mean i'd bet like something like that like there's probably a chance that not everybody bought it also you know and so it's like you kind of have to work around that when they're actually putting the scene together in the movie, you know, it's like, I don't know. I feel like most people, if you're at the zoo and you're walking through and you're seeing all these animals, like it's probably not terribly difficult to be like, that's not a gorilla, you know, but I mean, you know, some people are just kind of caught up in the moment. If something crazy is happening all of a sudden, you're not really looking at the details, but um, I would bet, I mean, I think that's a problem with all prank shows. It's like sometimes people spot the prank, you know? Yeah. And so I'm kind of curious if maybe that's why the reactions were a little different in that scene. They didn't actually get anybody that, um, you know, they didn't get like a group of people that was 100% sold on what was happening all the way through. So you didn't get as genuine of a, a reaction. Also, it might have just been it was so gross. that <laughs> People were like, what the fuck? How do I even react to this? Like yeah yeah and i mean like in in terms of like set pieces or like jokes like that was one of their bigger like you know more elaborate sort of jokes yeah and i mean i think that's the kind of like part of the reason i was i wasn't super into it because i don't know i i i tend to like simpler stuff a little bit more just with my humor in general mm-hmm. like one of the one of my favorite jokes in the movie was after he had a falling out with his best friend he uh he was just like walking around the streets and every guy he saw that (laughs) was wearing glasses he thought was his friend and Mm -hmm. he just kept being like he'd run up to him and be like oh sorry i thought you were my friend and then he'd like a second later be like oh oh sorry i thought you were my friend and like that's one of those jokes where they like you know they do it twice sean was talking about this last week in the barb and star episode of like Mm. you do it once it's funny you do it twice you're like okay but then you do it like three four times and you're like just like it just keeps getting funny yeah 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 <laughs> yeah for sure um yeah i mean there's not a whole lot to dissect in this movie at the end of the day um it's a pretty straightforward silly prank movie but what what did you end up giving it for like a star rating i'm probably gonna give it three and a half probably with a heart because i did enjoy it um yeah. what about you yeah, I mean, I'm probably right around the same. I was this morning. I was like, do I? Would I give this movie a four star? Like, because here's the thing: I don't really know what I don't like about it. Uh, you know, like I did feel uncomfortable, and like, you know, there's scenes that you know, I like just par for the course with his humor. Like, I'm nervous every time a scene's starting because I'm like. What is going to happen here? <laughs> like, yeah. You know. Well, here's but, my question for you then. Like, would you would you rewatch it? I probably would. Yeah. 
Like if I knew okay. somebody else that would like it, I'd probably watch it with them because it it yeah, definitely was so funny you... from start to finish. You know, I I enjoyed it quite a bit, and it's short enough that you have a ghost. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> That's embarrassing. What? Oh, I'm not on me, so I can't turn it off. So oh. uh, this is great uh, podcast, guys. Oh, we can barely hear that. it. It's fine. We can barely hear it. Um. Well, uh, sorry about that. Oh, that's fine. Um, but yeah, like I just don't know what I didn't like. They were about amateurs. It. Who were? Oh, we are. Are you still there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Um, I think I lost you. One second. Sorry. Difficulties. Well. I'll keep talking real quick. Um, I think, like, part of the problem is that, like, this kind of movie is just so hard to do. So it's hard to say, like, if it's good or bad. But all I know is I really enjoyed it. And, um, you know, even when it's messy and stuff, it's still fun. So... I'd probably end up giving it a four star. Um, Nick, can you hear me? Well, I'm going to go over next week's episode. Um, so next week. I'm back. Oh, you're back? Yeah, I can hear you. Sorry about that. Oh, okay. Um, can you hear me? Are you there? I think you're on your phone now. Well, um, okay. Well, um, I mean, you're wrapping it up anyway. I had one last quick thing. Yeah. Um, but is my audio like so much worse? Is it like it's it's fine. We'll just finish it. Um, well, um, I had one quick trivia. Um, trivia fact. Can you, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. OK, so the director, Kaido Sakari, got his start in Hollywood um, acting in dogma as one of the Stegan triplets. Ah, that is fun trivia. <laughs> yeah yeah so that's that's nick's trivia corner for the day for the episode nice so sorry about the technical difficulty but um that's that's uh that's nick's trivia corner so pop pop for that pop pop um all right well so yeah um next week it is going to be nick again and sean we're going to be reviewing saint maud that's pretty exciting this movie's been New like movie. been knocked around for a while, and finally getting and people are getting able to see it. Um, yeah. So uh, like and subscribe. Um, we do this every week, same time, same day. Um, you can follow us on Letterbox. Uh, podcast is on Spotify, and yeah, that's it. Monthly movie dispatch. We'll see you next week. Bye.